Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our 40 plus years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very exciting topic. We are talking about getting started in real estate investing and the steps to take when you're first getting started. And we're going to make this really simple. It doesn't matter how early or how late you're getting started. These are those steps. First, it's about getting educated. Second, it's about developing smart savings habits. Third, it's about getting approved for a mortgage. Simple, simple step three. And then fourth, deciding how you invest. And we're going to give you some really clear options that make this all real easy for you. So yeah, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm excited about this because this topic came up because before uh, the podcast, we were talking with our producers here, young guys who are both devastatingly handsome. Yeah, to be young again, to be young again. But they wanted full a full head of colored hair. I know mm-hmm. muscles, something, not like all that. this beer belly. <laughs> but uh, they they wanted four simple, you know, they wanted simple steps. Like, what are those steps? And I started thinking, there's a lot of folks out there that it would be easier for them if they really had a breakdown of just that beginning part. Because after you get the beginning going, it becomes easier, and then after your first time, it becomes easier. And so these are the four easiest ways to look at getting started. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Now is always the time to do it. You can't put it off forever. And it starts pretty easily with getting educated. Now, we're not saying you got to go off to college for six years to, uh, you know, find all of the answers and, and become a, you know, an economics professor and a real estate expert. It's about just diving in, learning what real estate investing is about. It's about watching podcasts, right? It's, sure. it's about even watching TikToks that just break down the simple ways that real estate can work for you. Now, we suggest to not get caught up in a few things, right? Totally. There's a lot of crap advice out there. There is. And there's a lot of loud gurus who get most of the camera on them. You know? Yeah, it drives me nuts. And people that uh, are avid listeners to our podcast and also uh, you know, watch our short form you know, content, on uh, TikTok and other platforms know that I rant on here a lot about the gurus and it just drives me absolutely bananas. Some of the advice that they're giving uh, to people. And, you know, I, I think people need to realize that, you know, if someone is being, you know, overly flashy and, you know, showing that this is what real estate could do for you, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. They're, they're selling you, on the sexiness of, you know, what is in their message, you know, whether it be their wealthy lifestyle or whatever. And they're not the people that you need to be listening to. You need to listen to sound real estate advice because these people that are all flash, they're going to hurt a lot more people than they're going to help. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of shows that Clint and I listen to, even though we're obviously, you know, immersed in real estate and have, you know, 20 plus years each investing in real estate. We still listen to podcasts to learn. You know, we listen to the Real Wealth Network podcast. We listen to uh, Norada's podcast. I forget the name of, of his. It's on my auto. Marco down. Santorelli. Yeah. Ma- Marco Santorelli's podcast. Mm-hmm. 
We listen to Bigger Pockets podcasts. We still pick up tips. We're always learning ourselves. We feel like podcasts are the way to go. Now, we we happen to be biased and think our podcast is the best. So keep, it is. keep on listening. Correct. But there's there's a simple way to kind of get a big picture of what real estate investing is. Now, we really believe strongly in being careful who you listen to and what topic that they focus on. We believe and most successful investors believe the same thing, which is real estate should be a long-term cash flow product that you focus on. It's the way to build wealth. We don't believe in the get rich quick overnight stuff. We don't believe even in flipping. If we had it our way, we would nev- never sell any of our portfolios, but we have to flip houses to meet our clients' demands so that they can build long-term cash flowing rentals. But it's about listening to folks who understand the truth about real estate, which is it's about building wealth, it's about holding it, and it's about getting good cash flow and letting the tenant pay off your mortgage for you and uh, capturing that appreciation. You know, you're going to outperform almost every other investment class there is in real estate if you do it conservatively. So why are you going to go be flashy and risky when the boring, boring, boring way that we love so much outperforms all other asset classes? Yeah, I've seen it a lot where some of these gurus will offer, you know, these education, you know, classes. And, you know, I know our, you know, President Trump got into trouble with it, uh, you know, years ago. You know, with they the called Trump us. Do you I don't remember know. That? Yeah, and I don't know much about that, so I'm not going to sit here and. But do you pessimist. remember when they called us mm-hmm. and asked us to be a part of that? Correct. That was that was an interesting time. It really was. Um, but there's there's several that I I was familiar with many many years ago. Um, but it's high dollar, you know, to get people. Um, you know, to get in these, uh, these seminars and they're, they're very um, tricky. I had a friend of mine not too long ago that uh, told me what they were, you know, what they were doing, trying to get them to max out credit cards for their education. Like, Oh, you'll pay for college, but uh, you won't pay for your future in you know, real estate education. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't get anything, you can't get anything from it, but there are so many free tools out there and, you know, arming yourself, um, you know, with some of these free tools. And then, you know, we're a big believer in getting started as well. You know, you're going to learn a lot of that from the school of, yeah. school of hard knocks. But, you know, find a good, um, conservative, sound real estate expert out there. I know there's a lot of people that dog Dave Ramsey. And you know what? I get it. You know, he is, you know, save, 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 pay for everything in cash. And I'm not saying that that's something that Scotty and I say to do. but I can get on board with him a lot more than I can some of these other gurus because it's sound conservative advice that's not going to get you into any trouble. So many of these other um, gurus and classes and systems that they talk about, and you can really, really dig yourself a hole fast if you're trying to scale too quickly. Well, I'm glad you brought up Dave Ramsey because that's going to bring us to our next point about starting uh, developing smart savings habits. But real quick, before we get to the savings habits, I just wanted to touch on one more thing, which is there's a lot of real estate books out there that are amazing. And if you go to the homeboyspodcast.com, um, we have a section on there under the educations that, that points out some of Clint's and my favorite books that helped us get started that are uh, really neat books that 
can help guide you and uh, help you understand the basic principles. And these are easy read books. These aren't uh, giant textbooks. These are fun reads with uh, really neat stories by some amazing, amazing people. Some of them got some really large prints so I can get involved and yeah. read them also. So yeah, there's pictures nice. maybe pictures in a couple nice. of them, Correct. which helps. That's right. Yeah. So, so the, but check those out. Uh, we really do uh, uh, advise you to, to pick up some of those books, even if you get them on audio. You know, Clint and I are in the car a lot, you know, doing real estate across the state. And so that's a great way, great way to learn from those authors. But we talked about Dave Ramsey. You just finished talking about Dave Ramsey and the smart savings habits. This is something you and I are incredibly passionate about. It doesn't matter if you're saving literally a dollar a month. It's at the beginning about setting smart savings habits. The habits are the important thing. And you can then um, expand those to larger and larger amounts as your income increases. Now, there's a lot of people who want to get started in real estate investing who have savings already in place. So in a way, you could skip this part because you're already a proven saver and go to the next point, which which is going to be get a proof of your mortgage. But for those who don't understand how little you can use to get started in real estate, you need to understand savings habits at first. And you and I talk about compounding interest all of the time. And we go over examples on our TikTok page. If you want to see the power of compounding interest and how little saving, say, $100 a week at 6% interest can grow over a short amount of time, go check out some of our TikToks because I think that really blows people's minds the idea of how quickly wealth, or sorry, savings can accumulate when you're uh, habitual about it, disciplined, and stick to it. Those are the important things. The amount do what you can when you can. We believe in saving whenever you get a raise. Clint and I, we personally do this. Whenever we get a raise, that money never makes it to my pocket. The minute I've gotten a raise every time in my life, I immediately call my financial advisor and say, this is the amount of my raise. Take that out. And it, I'd never see it. Right. You know, and not everybody can do that. I understand. But those, there's, those are some of the tips that really can help you build those savings habits. Now, you and I talk a lot about that app, Acorns, because it's a great one for young folks getting started. It rounds up, or you can just set up auto deposits. There's a lot of apps like that where uh, you have micro-investing, and you can chase returns with little amounts of money. And uh, we're not financial advisors, so seek financial advice before you make any investments. But I'm just saying that there are ways for even people with tiny amounts of money to access high returns through some of these new apps. Fidelity, I believe, has one. Acorns. Uh, Robinhood, I think, has another one. Um, there, there's just a bunch of those ways that you can do those things. Yeah, and everyone's savings habits, uh, their, their game plan is going to look a little bit different. Not everyone's going to save the same way. You know, for me, whenever I was um, young and just getting started, you know, um, I think a Roth IRA, the max that you could put away, Back in the early two thousands, I think it was three thousand. I thought it was four, but I yeah, I think it was three. Then was it thirty five hundred? Then, but anyhow, I, 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 I could be wrong, but it's fifty five hundred um, this year. I think. Yeah, I think it's grown to 5, for us. And then, if you're over a certain age, it's six thousand or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, I wasn't able to contribute to that, you know, for for very long, um, you know, because of you know other. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an accountant, but anyhow, yeah. you know, just looking at you know. That thirty five hundred dollars I was doing a year, you know, for ten years. So you know, say that it was under fifty thousand that, you know, I contributed to that. It's amazing how much it's grown, you know, over time. 
you know, for me, I, I like traditional, you know, savings habits, you know, retirement accounts. I know there's a lot of people on social media that hate it and I get it. If, if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. I kind of like having multiple um, ways to save. I'm not all real estate. You know, I've got, uh, I max out my 401k, you know, here at our office. Um, you know, it's there. It's a savings vehicle for me. I have an auto deduct on my checking account that goes into an individual real estate brokerage account, you know, every single month. Yes, I believe heavily in real estate, but it's not the only, only thing I have out there. And like you said, people are going to say, oh, well, I don't have enough, uh, money to start saving because everything is too expensive. We get a lot of that on social media. Yes, you can, you know, go deliver pizzas, you know, two nights a week and whatever you, uh, the money that you get from delivering pizzas, use that as your savings. Don't buy a Starbucks. Don't buy a Starbucks one day a week and put that $2 a week into savings. There's all kinds of ways. Get, do a side hustle, go clean a house, you know, once a week and the 150 bucks that you make from cleaning a house, use it as a, uh, you know, your way of funding your investments. There's tons of ways, you know, out there, you know, ask yourself, are, are, are you working um, 80 hours a week? If the answer is yes, and you still can't save, you may have a problem. But if the answer is no, then get up off your butt and do something. I had plenty of weeks where I was working 80, 90, 100 hour weeks in the beginning. And you know what, I didn't sit down and cry about it. You know, I found a way to save. I always didn't have um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars coming in from real estate. I mean, there's, there's ways to do it. I would think back to, uh, both of us, our careers and, and the amount of years we spent where we would work 80 hour weeks, you know, for a few year period, you know, sprinting really hard. And then we, we'd be able to back off a little once we got, you know, companies set up and I enjoyed every minute of all that hard work. I enjoyed it. You know, I couldn't do it all the time, but I don't want to hear that reason either from folks, you know, I mean, if you want to build wealth and you, you're not a high income earner, there is still a way. Sadly, it's some extra work, literally. Yeah, you're not going to find that way by complaining on social media saying that you've got it hard and that you can't do something. I can assure you, you can. My kids, if they were listening to this or if they are listening to this, are gonna, they're going to be like, this is what dad tells me all the time. Rub dirt on it and work harder. <laughs> what my dad told me. You know, it's not a fun message, I think, to hear for some folks. But anyway, I think it's the right message, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, we live in a country that if you choose to not make a bunch of ridiculous excuses, you can forge your own path. You know, there's so many ways, you know, and hard work will be rewarded, you know, whether it's in real estate or whatever, whatever you do. But, you know, starting that that savings those savings goals and those saving ha- saving habits early, it's going to pay huge dividends. Like Scotty said, it doesn't have to doesn't have to be a lot. You know, go in on our website and uh, we have a savings savings calculator, uh, calculator yep. on there, and you know you could see the power of um, of what good savings habits will do. One thing I always find interesting, you know, if, when we see out there on social media, you often say, you know, save one hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars you know, a month and, you know, base it on, um, you know, a conservative uh, return of 6%. And you get a lot of people that give you pushback on that 6% number. Cause mm-hmm. I think people truly don't understand. Cause like I'll comment back and be like, well, you know, Google average S and P return since 1950. Right. 
and you know it's it's just over 10 10% and people don't understand I don't I, mean, I don't know if people don't I'm, know what I'm the S&P defend them. 500 is or, or I'm going to defend what. them a little bit which is Intel you come up with a really I got, strong case here. I know okay before acorns and these other micro investing sites people who were saving $2 a month didn't really have access to be able to invest in some of the the avenues that could get them the returns and they weren't taught how to do that. They don't know how do you invest in the stock market. They didn't know how you get returns other than opening a savings account and getting that 0.00025% returns. If if that's all you had ever experienced, then I understand why they're um they they didn't know that it was achievable. Um but you know, technology has made it where I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anyone say that they cannot get returns because you can. And yes, 6% is conservative, period. It you is. can open up an E-Trade account in, within a couple of minutes, and you can buy an exchange-traded fund that mimics the S&P 500 within a couple of seconds of having your account open. Correct. Correct. And you can I do mean, it I, like I said, I think a lot sites. of people just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and that didn't used to exist. No, I, I mean, think the financial literacy for our generation and for those that are listening, Scotty and I are, are in our mid-40s. We're not happy about it. But, you know, the financial literacy was bad while while we were growing up. I think it's epically awful now. Um, you know, some of the things that, um, you know, younger folks don't, don't, uh, don't know, it just it blows me away. Well, this weekend, my oldest graduated from college. And instead of getting money from folks, um, you know, we're blessed. I didn't want to be her to be asking our friends and family for money. It just, to me, that's, uh, anyway. I, we set up a box where we asked for advice from how to adult. And my daughter, Lily, said that your advice was her favorite. I love that. That makes me smile. I, you know, whenever I. What was your advice? Okay, so my advice was to open up a Roth IRA and do your best to max it out, um, you know, from day from year one. Um, two was to participate and do everything you could to max out your comp- company's retirement plan. Three, buy a house as quickly as you can and go into buying that house with the game plan of never selling it. So meaning if you decide that you're going to move and, you know, get a new house or, you know, whatever, wherever life takes you, you're going to keep that first house and turn it into a rental property. And I said, steps one, two, and three, if you do these three steps, you'll retire earlier than most of your peers. And then the fourth step, which I feel is like probably the most important thing is more life advice is don't sweat the small stuff. People get all bent out of shape over some of the dumbest crap these days and don't sweat the small stuff. I think it's all really neat advice and, and uh, it it made an impact on her and I'm glad you shared it with our audience because I, I, hopefully there's a lot of younger folks listening who can. I thought that was cool that you and Mandy did that, like with the, with the advice box. Oh, it's worth more than money. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, we happen to be lucky enough to be surrounded by a lot of really wise, experienced people in life who, who, uh, you know, are are living life the right way, you know, surrounded by love and people who care about them. And so what do you want from those kind of people? You don't want their money. You want their advice. Right. You know, so it's, it it was neat. Um, Which leads us to number three is, is 
how easy this can be if you do those first few steps or if you already have a little bit of savings. The next thing you do is you pick up the damn phone and you call a mortgage broker. I know the phone can be scary for some folks, but pick it up. Dial right. a mortgage broker. Go to our website. We've got all kinds of mortgage broker uh, referrals on there. Really three of the best in the nation. None of them are here in where we are locally in Indiana um, because there's really only a handful of mortgage brokers out there that specialize in investment properties. And we know three of the best. We This is not a referral. We don't get any money from this. We just believe in them that much that we wanted our audience to be able to have access to these folks. And these folks have big companies that they have built up and they have the best customer service and they're the ones who can get real estate investment loans done. Don't go to your, your local corner bank unless you are ultra wealthy. If you're super wealthy, then whatever you can use your own banker. But if you're a normal human like the rest of us and you don't just have bankers sitting in your pocket, call one of these mortgage brokers, not rocket, not quicken, uh, none of the traditional uh, ways these guys can none of get the it big done. Banks, none of none of that, none of that stuff. Yeah, so reach out to them, pick up the phone, talk to them. Even if you're not ready, even if you haven't started saving, here's what I would su- suggest: call them anyway. Step three can be done anytime. That way, you can get a picture for how much you need to save, what you're going to need to qualify, any credit cards you might need to pay down or not. They might see. Oh no, just leave those credit cards, keep saving and we'll, we'll, you know, let's get you saved up first and then you can pay those off. They'll help guide you on the steps that you'll need to take to to get the mortgage when it's time. So don't be scared just because you can't qualify now. You should still reach out to them and start the conversation and build that relationship because these folks are going to be in your corner. You wouldn't believe the resources available to them. They also know every big real estate investor in the country. So they're going to be able to help you even find where to invest and who who can help you. Totally. They're an amazing resource. If you have these folks in your in your corner and you've built a just a conversational relationship with them by phone, you won't believe the doors that it will open for you. And don't be scared that you can't qualify. It doesn't matter. They they'll totally understand. Hey, you don't qualify now. Start saving, hit this goal. They'll help you set your goals. And then they'll be ready waiting, cheering you on and helping you. Yeah. And then you've got that relationship to build, you know, for the rest of your investing career. And like you said, these, these people that really specialize in investment property loans, I can't stress how important it is to go uh, to the true experts. I know everyone's got a, a friend or a girlfriend's brother or a cousin, you know, that works at one of the big banks and mortgages. I promise you, you'll regret it if you do. It's not the way to go. And then, so now we're on to the the last step. So we've covered getting educated to start, start developing those savings habits, then getting approved for a mortgage. And then if you haven't decided this already through that process, you it'll be time for you to decide how you're going to invest and what you're going to invest in. Clint and I believe very strongly in single family homes and small multifamily new construction. Those are the two areas that we focus on, not just because we like them, but because we've done everything else and those are the best performers. We didn't pick them out of a hat. We didn't look at everything and go, well, these are the two that we'll do. No, we did everything, even the bad stuff, literally. So you don't have to take our advice on this, this topic. Take our advice. We have learned this the very, very hard way. 
There's two products out there that we believe in strongly and we think you should too. Single family homes, specifically turnkey, and new construction small multifamily. It's where we're putting every penny we have in. Well, we still save our 401ks and all that. It's where we're putting our, our excess you. dollars in into those types of real estate. And I was just uh, I was out of town yesterday taking mom to a doctor's appointment, and we have a project in southern Indiana, you know, uh, new multifamily duplexes. And I got a chance to stop by and take a look at them. Man, they are so beautiful. I know. Like, it is you so, sent me the video. It is so amazing. And like, I don't know, that's my heart is really in the uh, new multifamily, um, you know, investments. I don't know. There's just, it, you've got a, such a clean, fresh, you know, product with, uh, with great rents, you know, zero maintenance because it's under builder you know, warranty. It's right. just, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on that, but you know, like you said, I mean, there's, a, there's many other ways. Other ways is, um, you know, house hacking. Yeah. You know, let's talk a, real quick about mm-hmm. a couple of, you touched on this with the advice to my daughter, which is if you already own a home and you're listening to this and you want to be a real estate investor, here's a shortcut. What you do is go find a different home to live in and buy it to move into it and turn the house you're in now into a rental. We suggest always doing that. If you have to move for a job or let's say you get that big giant raise at work and you and your, your wife or your husband want to go uh, live in that bigger, nicer house, keep the house you're in now and turn it into a rental. And don't worry, you don't have to do any of this stuff. Landlording sucks, but we just read a stat before this podcast that there are 363,000 property management companies across the United States. Let me repeat that. 363,000 property managers across the country are sitting there hoping you call them and tell them, I'm keeping my house, handle it all for me. Yeah, make sure that you vet vet your uh, property manager as best best you can. I mean, of that 363,000, I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise. Some of them probably aren't uh, companies that you want to go into business with. But <laughs> I bet 300,000 of them are people you don't want to go into business with, they are. sadly. But, it, I mean, you know. it's easy. How long have they been in business? Get a couple of referrals. I mean, it's yeah. you, you can you can find out you know pretty quickly. Yep. And then after these steps, again, it's step one, getting educated, listening to podcasts, reading some of those books. Go to homeboyspodcast.com. We've got a long, long list of books on there and uh, links to Amazon for you to pick them up if you want them. Um, then it's start developing smart savings habits. Again, there's some great apps out there that you can research that'll help you. Acorns. I think Fidelity has one. Robinhood. Uh, you mentioned E-Trade even. There's a bunch of these that, that will help guide you on that. And then number three, It's just about picking up the phone and starting to build a relationship with a mortgage broker who specializes in real estate investing. And again, homeboyspodcast.com has the best in the nation links on there that you can reach them with their phone numbers. And all you got to do is say the homeboy sent you and they will take care of you like you wouldn't believe. They'll roll out the red carpet. I'm kind of jealous that... uh you know, that getting educated is so much easier today than it used to be. Like whenever we were, we were younger, you know, I, I was always kind of had an undiagnosed, uh, ADD, you know, so like I never really read anything. Like the first book I actually ever read front to back was whenever I was 36 years old on a beach in Bora Bora. And it was our dear friend, Kathy Fetke, um, getting rich with rentals. Yeah. Great book. 
you know, and now I read all the time. I know you do. You know, but but I, I used to not. Well, I know. think back to getting educated for me, three of the books on on our website, which are Who Moved My Cheese, uh, Millionaire Next Door, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I read in college, and those led me to getting my real estate license at night while going to college full-time, and also led me to using my student loan money to buy some really stupid tax deed investments that I got lucky and got out of. But I, it, they inspired me. The, so we're showing you the books that literally inspired you know, me to get to where I am. I read these books, and it lit a fire, and it showed me some really neat things that you can do. So again, it's about getting educated, start developing smart savings habits, getting approved for a mortgage, or starting that relationship with a mortgage broker, and then four, deciding how you will invest in real estate and finding the folks who are going to help you do that. I'm actually really lucky as far as my education journey. I just follow you around with a notepad all day. <laughs> and just take notes. You know, yeah. It's pretty awesome yeah. that I got access to your oh, genius. You're, but, you're uh, screwed. <laughs> you're screwed if you're just relying on me. Well, hey, if you've uh, made it this far, that's our show. And we would really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps us to grow our podcast and reach as many people as we can to help them understand the world of real estate investing. You can also find some short form content on TikTok. Our TikTok is at the Homeboys Podcast, where you can learn even more about the power of real estate. And if you want a more detailed breakdown of this episode and others, please go to homeboyspodcast.com. Under the podcast tab, we have a blog post with every episode. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, homies. Happy investing.